0: Hello and welcome to Socialist Think Tank. I'm Laura Daly and this is The Social Ties. Hello and welcome to The Social Ties, a new series here on Socialist Think Tank's channel. We aim to talk to people from community organizing groups, um, campaigns, protests and all things grassroots. This is our first show and I'm absolutely thrilled to welcome Rachel Meenan. Hello Rachel.
1: Hello, hiya.
0: How are you doing?
1: I'm not bad, thank you. How are you?
0: I'm good. It's really good to see you. I'm so pleased we've got you back on the show for a proper interview. Um, so, as you know, I invited you on here today to talk a little bit about the organisation that you're part of. Would you mind
1: telling us a little bit about that? So, I'm involved with an organisation called Northeast Against Racism. And Northeast Against Racism was set up last June. Um, and really, the thinking behind, behind setting up Northeast Against Racism was really to, to, as a platform, to bring together all the existing anti racist groups and um, anti racist activists across the region. And I know, sort of, over the last few years, the, the, the Northeast really has been a target for far right activity. I think the the PREVENT um, statistics from 2018 to 2019 said that there was more far-right activity in the northeast than any other region outside of London. Um, So it really was to to sort of coordinate for um, anti-racist groups and anti-racist activists across the region. And I think it did feel like a lot of the time, as an anti-racist activist, we were continuously responding to far far right activity. So going back to 2018, 2019, it felt like that was almost a counter demonstration nearly every weekend. Um, And it felt like we were simply just reacting to stuff. So a lot of the, the thinking behind Northeast Against Racism was to be really sort of proactive in challenging racism and challenging hate. So when we launched back in June, Um, We wrote out to existing anti-racist groups, we wrote out to organisations which support refugees and asylum seekers, to trade unions, to local MPs and councillors, to hate crime leads and hate crime initiatives across the local authorities, with a view really to to, to working collaboratively and working proactively in in challenging racism and, and challenging hate and as I said previously, we launched in June. And then actually in the week that we launched, we launched our website and we launched on social media. It was the week that George Floyd was murdered and that Black Lives Matter really sort of erupted here in the UK. Um, So our our first event that we really supported was the 3,000 strong Black Lives Matter demonstration in Newcastle which was just absolutely fantastic. And we saw, you know, a whole new layer of anti-racists and activists who were, were inspired by the, by the Black Lives Matter movement. The, the following week, we had another demonstration, we supported another demonstration in Newcastle, which is the one that people may recall was attacked by the far right, um, and was really quite a one of the most violent scenes we've seen here in the Northeast for a long time. And we then went for a third demonstration in Newcastle the week after, really to sort of consolidate that Black Lives Matter message and to, to, to get away from the violence of the far right and to, to really sort of have a, a peaceful celebration with that message of Black Lives Matter at the heart. Um since then, we've really, you know, we've worked with all sorts of groups. We work across the region with existing anti-racism groups. So we work with Sunderland Unites, with the Battle of Stockton. We work with Hartlepool Against Racism, County Durham Unites. And we worked with a group of health workers over the summer um, called the Northeast Health Workers Network, and they had a demonstration in August and a, pay, a campaign around pay justice and about getting a pay rise and on that demonstration we led an equalities block really highlighting the, the the disproportionate impact that COVID-19 has had on the BAME community and BAME health workers and also highlighting the fact you know that our NHS is built by migrants and it's built by the Windrush generation we have worked over the summer um with the lgbtq plus community um, so we took part in a northern pride event and also a, a trans um day of remembrance to remember all the trans people who've been who've lost their lives as a result of hate we've also one of the one of the aims of nia is to work collaboratively with groups that support refugees and asylum seekers so we, we've done a lot of work with local groups, and we also set up to become a collection point from Care for, Care for Calais. Um, we felt that that was really important. Obviously, you know, this last year has been incredibly challenging for all of us, but particularly for refugees and asylum seekers in Calais at the moment, things are really you know, incredibly difficult. Um, So we felt it was really important to show our solidarity with refugees in Calais. We had two collection points um, in the the back end of last year. So the first one was in Newcastle. We had a collection point at Brunswick Methodist Church where we, we got donations of clothing, of food, of toiletries and other essential items. And then I think it was the 31st of October we had another collection point in Sunderland with our friend, which was organised by our friend at Sunderland Unites. And that was just incredible in terms of the sheer amount that we had donated. It, it really did, it exceeded our expectations. Um, and particularly, you know, we work very closely with Sunderland Unites, and Sunderland over the last few years has been. A particular target for far right activity, and with the far right trying to scapegoat um, refugees and migrants for issues in society, you know the housing crisis, um, and other other issues in society. So it was really, it was really significant to see the amount that was donated um, by people in Sunderland. And um, we also had a hairdressers in Sunderland, which set up to be. A collection point for anyone who couldn't make it to the to the main collection point at Sunderland Minster. So it was it was brilliant. Um, I think we ended up coming away with about eight or nine carloads of donations. And it it really was, it was really heartening because obviously, you know, going back to the fact we're in the middle of a pandemic and it it's a really challenging time. It the pandemic is has impacted for people financially in terms of their health but to see that solidarity from people in Sunderland with refugees was was fantastic.
0: Wow I, that's just unbelievable Rachel I can't believe how much good work you lot have done it's so impressive I think you need to maybe think about changing the name from Northeast Against Racism to just North East Against against hate because you seem to sort of stretch out into so many different aspects of of hate crime really um you mentioned there about obviously this year has been really challenging in terms of the pandemic and not being able to get out physically and protest at least since the black lives matter protest how, how are you managing to reach people what sort of things are you are you doing to sort of get your message
1: out it has you know as you say it has been incredibly incredibly difficult Um, the fact that we we established it in the middle of a, a pandemic and it has limited um what we've what we've been able to do in terms of actually physically meeting up Um there was that window of opportunity over the summer um when we were able to have the black lives matter demonstrations and the, the health workers Demonstration, and then obviously we've had the collections, um, which we you know we had to be very mindful the socially distanced, and we adhered to that, um, and one of the things that in terms of the donations we had intended to actually deliver those to Calais over the over the Christmas, so we were due to go, we had our van hired and we had everything booked, and just before Christmas there was the travel ban placed on the UK. Um, which meant there was a massive backlog. And then now obviously with all of the restrictions and all of the mandatory COVID testing, it's un- looking unlikely at this time that we will actually physically get across to Calais with this lot of donations, but we will be delivering them down at, um, down to Kent where Care for Calais have just opened a new, a new warehouse for donations. Um, but in terms of the limitations, you know created by the lockdown and the current situation we've we have tried to have a lot of online activity as well um so just just before christmas we had an event um which was about really sort of an opportunity for those people who've got personal experience of being a refugee or seeking asylum to talk about their experiences and you know we've we've all seen in the press and the media there's a lot of misconceptions and there's a lot of untruths that are are peddled by the right-wing media and right-wing politicians about asylum seekers and refugees and we almost saw this event as almost like an educational tool which can be used by anti-racists and anti-racist groups to dispel some of these myths and misconceptions about about refugees and asylum seekers and really to get over that that human story and that human experience. Um, So we were joined by three speakers, um, Smile, MD and a lady called Claudia, who spoke about their own experiences of why they came to the UK, of... Sort of navigating the migration system, of the difficulties they faced, examples of the hostile environment they faced, but also the support that they got from people and from organisations here in the Northeast. Um, and we felt that that was very important. That, that there were a lot of there are a lot of meetings that go you know that we have where people talk about the experiences of refugees and asylum seekers but they don't necessarily hear those experiences firsthand from those people who 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 have been refugees and asylum seekers so we felt that that was that was very important to get that get that message across and this is something that you know we would like to expand on in the future um, we also have an event coming up this sunday Um, as part of Holocaust Memorial Day. Um, So to mark Holocaust Memorial Day, we have an event which looks at almost the lasting legacy of genocide. So the speakers that we have um, either have personal experience of surviving genocide or they have family members um, who've been survivors of genocide in the Holocaust. Um, So we have Smayo, who's speaking, who is the Chair of the Bosnian Community northeast, um, and a survivor of the the Bosnian genocide who came over to the UK as a child. We have um, a speaker called Ilana, who used to be the President of the Jewish Society at Newcastle University and she is the granddaughter of a Holocaust survivor um, and one of the last one of the last people to come th- over to the UK as part of the kindergarten transport. And we've also got um, a speaker called Dorothy, um, who's a long-standing anti-racist activist here in the, in the Northeast, who recently traced our family history and found that many of our relatives on our father's side were, were murdered during the Holocaust. Um, so she'll be she'll be speaking about that and about remembering, um, remembering our family. But it was very much that that lesson, legacy of genocide, and how we can learn those lessons from the past. Every year when we have Holocaust Memorial Day, you know we have right wing politicians come out and you know they make really passionate speeches about never again, and then the rest of the year they're actually pushing a narrative and implementing policies which create division and which create hate and which perpetuate that. So it was very much the idea of the meeting is to get over that human aspect and the human cost of genocide um, and to get, you know, to hear from people who've been impacted by that that personally.
0: Dear me, that just sounds equally heartbreaking and impressive um I think that event is going to be a really difficult one for a lot of people to watch but I think an important one for people to watch um I'll certainly yeah. be watching it it sounds like probably tissues that the are ready for that but but you're right though these stories are not the ones that get told are they are the ones that get sort of um glossed over and you forget to think about the cost yeah. of it because nobody really talks about it. So so can yeah. you tell us um, exactly how we can access that? How do we get on to this, to the Holocaust Memorial Day that you're putting on?
1: So it will be live streamed on our Facebook page, um, Bosnian Community Northeast Facebook page, um, this Sunday at five o'clock. And, and again, going back to that, you know, that that message of never again, you know, we, we saw just two weeks ago um with Trump supporters storming the Capitol, wearing Camp Auschwitz T-shirts, you know, that we really do need to learn those lessons from the past and remember those lessons.
0: You're absolutely right. It's 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 they've just become emboldened again, haven't they? I mean they've all these attitudes have always been there but they certainly I feel like you, you you mentioned earlier on you're seeing a rise in this hatred and the far right are being emboldened thankfully Trump has just gone but his legacy is still yeah. there you know that's, that's hanging about
1: that ideologies um, yeah, absolutely
0: yeah. so you, you've said obviously there that the right wing are sort of coming out in force because of that have you seen a rise in sort of um the anti-fascist movement and the anti-racist movement—have you seen more people wanting to get involved since since the rise of this hatred?
1: I think Black Lives Matter has definitely been, a, you know, a force that has inspired people to get to get involved in anti-racism activity, and um, and I know from you know the, the the demonstrations that we've had here and that we've had you know elsewhere. It really has, we've seen a, a whole new layer of of anti-racist and active anti anti-racist and activists come forward. Um, and I also think Black Lives Matter has highlighted a lot of the institutional and systemic racism that, that that exists. And you know, the fact that we our criminal justice system, our um you know, education system. Often perpetuates racism. Um, And we've, you know, we've seen, we're starting to see conversations about, you know, removing street signs that have links to British, you know, Britain's colonial past. We're seeing conversations about removing statues. We're seeing statues being pulled down that have got a link to, to, you know, to Britain's colonial past and the slave trade. And I think it's really, shone a light on that and you know in campaigning to decolonize the the education system
0: absolutely I couldn't I couldn't agree more with you there one thing I'm really interested in Rachel all this work that you've done has been so impressive um and I would encourage anybody to get involved anybody who is even remotely interested in this but that brings me to the reason why are you interested in this what was it that got you involved in anti racism causes and and in particular how did that lead you to to begin northeast against racism
1: i think i mean i've i've always hated and opposed racism and any sort of hatred and discrimination and prejudice and i think you know, as a as a socialist, the anti-racism struggle is, is inherent to the fight for socialism and the fight for equality. Um, and I think, you know, we, we live in a society where capitalism is, where racism is a tool that is used by capitalism to divide people. But we see, also see that, we see that hatred and that discrimination against other groups in society as well. We see that you know, against the LGBTQ plus community. We see that um, in misogyny and sexism. We see that, you know, in crimes against disabled people and people with disabilities. So I think it it is all part of that struggle. And one of the things that we particularly wanted to do with, with Northeast Against Racism is, you know, because we saw particularly around the summer and a whole new layer of people get involved in anti-racism work around Black Lives Matter and inspired by Black Lives Matter. We wanted to really also highlight how here in the Northeast, you know, the Northeast has a really strong tradition of fighting racism and fascism. Um, so we worked, we worked particularly closely with the Battle of Stockton campaign. Um, and just before Christmas, we were, we met with the Durham Miners Association. Um, with a view to really linking up how the trade union movement have been you know vital to the fight against racism and fascism
0: that's brilliant I I think you're right in what you say that collective action is always the way forward isn't it and it seems like you were working with you know all the right people all across the northeast so how if people do want to get involved and and join northeast against racism or, or one of the even the other campaign and bodies how, how best to do that
1: so near is open to anyone who's anti-racist um we had an AGM back in July so not, not long after we'd formed and at that AGM, we appointed certain roles and officers to try and make the group as inclusive as possible. Um, so we have a, woman, a women's lead, we have an accessibility lead, we have an LGBTQ plus officer, um, and we're constantly trying to make the group as inclusive as possible. Um, so it really is open to anyone who wants to get involved. Um, you can message us on Facebook. We have a website that you can actually sign up um, for the membership list. Um, so people could, you know, can get in contact by either of those ways. And we also work really closely with the regional groups. Um, so again, we work with County Jordan Unites, with Sunderland, um, with Hartlepool Against Racism, with the Battle of Stockton. So if someone's in a particular area, we can also you know, put you in touch with, with those regional groups as well so our membership our sort of core membership is really made up with, of people who who are in other anti racism groups as well
0: Oh, that's brilliant. I love to hear a good solidarity story there. I think that's fantastic. And and you're right in what you say about the, the the socialism side of it. Obviously, on Socialist Think Tank, that's what we're all about. And I think you're right. It does interlink with anti-racist causes and, and um, anti-hate causes and all of that. So it, it, it's it's just brilliant to see. And I think the work you're doing is just utterly fantastic. Um. So for Thank one you. more time, then, how do people... Um, access this Holocaust Memorial Day on Sunday?
1: So it's this Sunday at five o'clock. Um, it'll be live streamed onto the Northeast Against Racism Facebook page and the Bosnian Community Northeast Facebook page.
0: Fantastic. Thank you so much for being with us today, Rachel. I really appreciate it. Um, technical issues aside. <laughs> it's been <laughs> wonderful. Thank you so much. Please don't forget to find us on YouTube, on Facebook, on Twitter, and on Instagram. Like, share, and subscribe, and we'll see you all again soon. Keep the red flag flying, here.